morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. My little catchphrase there. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. And my business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontav. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear my show. We talk about uh, food and tr- kosher food traveling and sharing of great food ideas and recipes. We also have amazing guests. And today is no exception. We have an action-packed hour for you. So hold on to your chopping boards and knives while I take you on a roller coaster ride of kosher food experiences this week. But I want to hear about your experiences too. So you can email me, Naomi, at nachumsegel.com. I love hearing from everyone. You can join me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or join my newsletter on my website, as I said before, theaussiegourmet.com. Um, so I'd love to hear from you guys. So it's Shabbos Project. Yontif is behind us. And now it's Shabbos Project Week, which is amazing. We learned about the Shabbos Project from our guest, Sharon Lurie. Back in, I think, May, uh, she taught us all about it um, and, and shared with us the incredible experience that they all had in South Africa. Um, and not to be confused with Australia because people always mix up my Australian and the South African accents. We get, I get that probably every day of my life. Um, but, yeah, so um, she was the one, and, and now it's all over the world. So I just wanted to share something about Shabbat that really means something to me. And, you know, maybe it's a nice idea to go around the Shabbat table on the Shabbos project um, this weekend, you know, a lot of people are invited to have uh, people who have never kept Shabbat before are invited to homes where Shabbat is happening and joining in a fabulous meal and connections and connections between people and God and just and not connections with, I guess, social media. And, and you know, I just think it's a really great way to disconnect. You know, when I was growing up in Australia, there were all these signs on the highways when you would go into city. And it would say, you know, to keep the people, uh, you know, slowing down or, or um, um, you know, to take a break from long drives. Um, and it, there would be this highway sign saying, stop, revive, survive. And that, that's always stuck with me since the 1980s. And now in 2014, I kind of think about it as Shabbos. I stop. I'm going to revive my week and get revived for next week, and I'm going to survive. Because without Shabbos, we can't survive. And it's I think it's kept the Jewish people alive for the last, I don't know, 2,000 or so years. So, you know, there is no survival for me in my life without Shabbos and connecting with my family and disconnecting with the outside world. So stop, revive, survive, Shabbos. There you go. I said it. I've always wanted to say that, and I thought this would be a perfect opportunity uh, for us to, for me to share that with you. So I'm really excited for uh all the exciting projects that are happening around the world from Sydney, Australia to Orlando, Florida. Yeah, so i uh, got a great show, as I mentioned before. We have Ilan Kornblum on the line. He's going to share with us the most incredible idea that he had to celebrate his 10th anniversary of his incredible magazine, uh, the Great Kosher Restaurant magazine. And um, he was on the show a few weeks ago w- with Melinda Strauss, and we were talking about his scavenger hunt. And now he's here. Uh, over the phone, Ilan, are you there? I'm here. How Hi. are you? How are you? How was Yontif? It was great. A lot of eating, sleeping, uh, davening, and uh, more eating, sleeping. So it was, I'm glad to be uh, back on a routine. Yeah. I'm so excited. This is this week has been crazy. Okay. Yeah, I know. Tell us why, Ilan. So okay. So the scavenger hunt is uh, is underway. It started on Tuesday. 
Uh, basically, what we're doing is having people uh, register their teams, and they're going around to different restaurants, solving clues and trivia questions and uh, eating and sampling and taking pictures and posting it. There's a lot of cool stuff they're doing. So uh, we want people to, to – you can still sign up. It's, gonna be, it's a three-week uh, hunt, basically, where, you again, you can um, go to restaurants, take pictures, uh, get some free samples – and, and kind of, you know, spread the word. So people should sign up, by the way, at uh, gkrm.net okay. slash hunt. Okay. It's great kosher restaurant magazine, gkrm.net slash hunt, where you can register your teams. And, you know, even though if you're entering late, you can still enter. We are giving out uh, instant prizes, weekly prizes. There will be a grand prize. You'll get points for everything that um, you accomplish, and we're really, really excited. People are posting pictures and videos and on um, this whole week, so uh, really, you know, get involved. Go onto our website. Go onto our Facebook page. Uh, in fact, we got Table for Two Yay! involved a little bit already. Yes, you so, did. Yes, you uh, did. We're very excited. In fact, we, did, we sent out on Tuesday the clue. So we can share the clue that we have for your readers. Okay, um, listeners, listeners. You right, have readers, so I've got listeners. Readers from, <laughs> and listeners on Table for Two. Uh, back, as Naomi mentioned, we were on the radio with, with Naomi a couple a few weeks ago. I think it was October 3rd. Yep, um, yep. And we were talking about restaurants and sukkahs and all that. And the clue basically is which restaurant is open Friday night for prepaid reservations. Okay. So that's, if you listen to the interview, you'll be able to hear the answer. That's one of the clues that we have on the scavenger hunt. There's about 30 others that are going on this week. So, um, so one of the clues, you have to go to nachamsegel.com and listen to the show that was with Alain Kornblum and Melinda Strauss. You have to listen to that interview. Um, it's the second half of the, uh, of the hour. The first half of the hour, we interviewed the Monday Morning Cooking Club. Um, from Sydney, Australia. But if you would, uh, you can actually watch the video. We actually have a video on YouTube on the Nachum Siegel Net. So go to Nach- uh, YouTube, go to the Nachum Siegel Network channel, and you will find a video, um, just like today, of how we're recording our show with uh, with sounds and how do what do we call this, ZK? With um, videography. <laughs> so you can watch the show as well. And see uh, the clue, and watch and see the clue yeah, that Ilan is giving. Yeah, it was a great interview, by the way. <laughs> really, people should really stay tuned, and uh, you do a great job. And, Thank you, you Ilan. Know, what you do in the kosher food business, and a little Dvar Torah this morning, even. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I felt like I had to give that. I'm not so into Musa, but I really felt like Very that nice. was appealed straight from my heart. Okay. No, for sure. It's exciting times. You know, again, the holidays are over, but it's certainly time. there's a lot to look forward to, and especially with restaurants, so many openings are happening now. I know. Uh, we can't the wait. Holidays, now that, you know, things are back to routine, um, a lot of stuff going on. So with the scavenger hunt, um, we want to let people know about all the different openings and uh, news, and we can get them involved, and a lot, a lot going on. And, so. and, and Ilan has a nap. Ilan, um, yeah. so how did just before you go, um, just how the, how can they get your app? You can just download it right from the Android or I, you know the Apple Store, Great Kosher Restaurants. Um, just look for it. It's, it's right there. It's one of the first ones. Download it. Has all pictures and menus and articles and directions and links to menus and reservations. Uh, and did you mention the the scavenger hunt on the app as well, or you no? Can, yeah, you can pretty much um, go to our main site. We have, we have a mobile site. 
Um, oh, that's can. right. But, yeah. But really, the best way to get in touch with it is to register your team uh, because we're going to be sending out emails to all the teams I'm, with specific. I'm competing too. You know, I'm also competing, right? Yes, we're not giving you any answers. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. I'm not. I'm just here answer. for the clue. I'm just here to give out that clue and you know promote the scavenger hunt. But yeah, me and Esty Berkowitz, yeah, we're, we're going to team up. And every week we're teaming we're up. Different clues. We so have certainly teamed. there's you can enter right now. Again, we're giving out prizes. We're talking about. You know, dinner certificates and all you can eat and um, cook. Thank cook you, Alan. So it's going on. So thank you, and hopefully uh, you guys will uh, be a part of it. Okay, excellent. And all our table for two listeners. Thank you very much, Alan. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you too. And uh, we'll we'll be in touch uh, for more clues in the next couple of weeks. Great. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye, Alan. Bye. I'm waving. <laughs> I'm waving to Alan. Goodbye. Okay. Thank you, Alan Comblin. We have an action-packed show. I, I'm about to introduce Ronnie Fine. Um, but I also have in the house today Menachem Lubinsky from Kosher Fest. I'm very excited to actually have him in the studio this year. We uh, did a phone interview last year, and I've got Esty Berkowitz about Kosher Feast. So that's really exciting. It's all about, again, of course, because we are a food show, more and more food and more and more eating, and then how to make it, how to, how to make all this awesome food. So I'd like to introduce, I'm holding up the cookbook. This is Ronnie Fine's latest cookbook. It's brilliant. And here I have Ronnie Fine. Okay, can can we hear? Yeah, say it again. Thank you. What a nice thing to say. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. We met uh, in person a couple months back in the summer. Right. And now we got we booked in when we were going to get you down here. And, you know, I wanted to time it, the release of your new book. It's about to be released. Um they're in, it's in pre-sales right now, but um, the book will be officially published November 15th. That's so exciting. Which is my wedding anniversary. So oh, that's nice. very nice. How many years is that going to be? Four, should I say? Yeah, go on. It's a celebration. <laughs> Forty-five. Four, that's a biggie. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yep. You look amazing. Uh, thank you. <laughs> like I remember, a young color, like a young color. I remember my grandparents' 45th wedding anniversary. I remember yeah. my grandparents' 40th. It was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, my grandparents, I remember hitting their 40th wedding anniversary. We went out for dinner in Sydney, Australia to B'nai B'rith Restaurant, and I was in ninth grade when they had their 40th wedding mm. anniversary. My parents were actually engaged at their 20th. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah. So welcome, and it's gra- great to have you in the studio <clears throat> in time for the release of this gorgeous new book. And Ronnie has got a giveaway for our listeners. Um, she's going to... Uh, donate one book to any of you amazing listeners out there who want a cookbook. Um, we actually had a, a cookbook giveaway um, last last week. Was it last week? Oh my gosh! Before before Sukkot. I'm just trying to find. I did a little um um what do you call it? A raffle at home, and I got one of my kids to pull out what uh, one of the names. Okay. So it was Miri Banath. Uh, she's apparently originally Australian. She wrote me a nice little email. So she run the she won the Monday morning cooking club. Um, the Feast Goes On cookbook. Um, so we'll send that out to you. And Ronnie is going to give away a book. Give away a book. This fabulous book. So, you know, if you want to win this book, you have to go to Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. And at Kosher Fest, we're going to find uh, out who the winner is. I, and I'll be doing some signings of this book at Kosher at Fest. At Kosher Fest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk so, about, let's talk about you. Okay. We're talking about Ronnie herself. You're actually a lawyer. I was for a while. Okay, way back when? Uh, way back when. Um, uh, and I actually had a great job on Wall Street earning a lot of money. And I felt that it was taking too much of my time. 
And uh, fortunately, I um, am married to a man, and the two of us over our 45 years frequently discuss what's it all about and uh, enjoying Shabbat, enjoying the freedom that we have in this country to choose what we want to do. And we both realize that my working day and night and not being home with the kids for a while wasn't for me. It wasn't uh, for something you. that I was happy with. So I switched and I became a poor writer. <laughs> poor writer. <laughs> well, you've done incredible with, with all your writing. You do so much. Um, you've, you've, um, written several books now, right? I've written a few books and, uh, I've done a lot of mostly newspaper work. Newspaper I've, writing. Um, been a newspaper Columnist. Columnist. I, I keep saying journalist, but it's probably columnist. It's it's really a columnist because Colum- I don't write every day. It was a once a week, sometimes twice a week, and varied newspapers. Now I mostly write for newspapers online, like the Jewish Week, and right. And you lot. and you have your blog. I have my blog. RonnieFine.com. R O N N I E F E I N. There you go. What a team we make. <laughs> RonnieFine.com. Yeah, because some people might not know how to spell Ronnie, so I thought we should. Often uh, don't. Yeah, or fine, I guess. They could mix that up too. That's true. <laughs> so RonnieFine.com. She has a beautiful blog with great pictures, just like the cookbook does. I love cooking. I always love cooking. And my mother used to tell the story that uh, my first venture into cooking was when she wanted to make fried chicken. We were away for the summer. And she got a, a chicken from the local butcher, and he didn't cut it up or eviscerate it or whatever. <laughs> whatever the right cooking term is. <laughs> whatever yeah. the t- cooking term was at the time. And I wanted her fried chicken. She was going to throw out that chicken. And I said, I'll clean it for you. So she put me on a stool. How old were you? I was five. No way. I don't remember <gasps> the event except as it's been retold so many times. And my mom apparently put an apron on me and I just did what I had to do. I, I think people who have this love and passion for cooking, just it comes from within. I needed my mother's fried chicken, which is still one of my favorites. Have you got a rec- Have you got the recipe? Uh, it's just basically seasoned flour. She used to and, and let the chicken air dry. If you let a chicken air dry, then the coating stays on a little better. Okay. I hope everyone's listening to that. We she, love cooking she tips on our show. She fried it in shortening. Oh. Uh, I've switched to vegetable oil. But uh, <laughs> can you use canola? Coconut yes. oil? You, um, you know what? I haven't done coconut oil because it's a little sweet. Okay. So you might I- want to add a dollop or two, but I would stick with regular vegetable oil. Uh-huh. You know, soybean or canola. Okay, so let, let's talk about this recipe because I happen to love fried chicken. I was up at um, a Gotham Burger a couple of weeks ago with actually Alana Melinda. Um, we did the show when we went uptown and we went and we got this fried chicken on a waffle oh. at Gotham Burger. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, very southern. We okay. poured maple syrup over it. My mouth is watering <laughs> as we speak. Um, but I love, I love fried chicken. Did, so what did she do? She just fried it just in oil? Just fried it. Flour? Flour, flour? Paprika, garlic powder, uh, a little salt, um, and pepper. That's it. And it's then. so simple. Just the flour? Just, just, just. You didn't have to dip it in breadcrumbs or nothing, eggs or nothing? Nothing, just the flour. And as I say, she air dried it so that it, the, the crust stuck on and the oil has to be very hot. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Otherwise, it gets greasy. Yeah, th- that's a little rule in life. Yeah, you, people should know. Uh, oil Not to sh- overcrowd the pan when you're frying anything. Does anybody still fry food? I, I do. 
Good. I do. Not Good. too often, but I do fry my kids. I, I stopped actually deep frying on my eggplant. I made a lot of eggplant dishes, and I started roasting it on cookie sheets in the yeah. oven. Cause I do a lot of roasting and grilling yeah. these days. But, yeah, once in a while we've got, you know, I know it was just Sukkot, and I don't want to freak anyone out, but, you know, Hanukkah's not that far away. <laughs> well, Hanukkah's a fried holiday, So we, right? I think that's kind <laughs> of like we're allowed to have a little bit of a break yeah. from that roasting, and we can fry a little. Mm-hmm. I do tiny little uh, zufganyot. They're really, uh, I make gougeres. What's that? Which is a French little pastry. of It's a puff pastry, um, um, shoe pastry. And usually they're cream puffs. S-H-O-U-X. Right. They're usually made for cream puffs. But you can make them little. Yeah. And they become what's called gougeres. You can put cheese in them or keep them plain. And um, instead of... Uh, baking them, I fry them on Hanukkah. Again, so my I have a little donut. <laughs> just I'm, these little so tiny basically one you can inch take donuts. Any shoe paste. Any shoe paste, and just if you want to sweeten it up, put lemon peel or vanilla in the mix, oh, and yum. just fry the little balls, and they're so good. You just put a little confectioner sugar or maple syrup. Ah, that you're sounds golden. awesome. That's amazing. Okay, we're going to try that. We'll good have to Hanukkah talk about that. Thing. Yeah, I like that. Maybe we'll get you on the phone and just. Or as I'm doing it. As we're doing it, we can, yeah, hear the sizzling in the background. <laughs> oh, yum. Okay, and you can fill it, right? You could, well, uh, you could fill it, yes. Okay. With like like a with a raisin or something okay. or dried cranberry or a little orange peel. Chocolate chip? A chocolate chip, never never a bad thing. Oh, right, Not, nothing's <laughs> bad about chocolate, yeah. Okay, so, so you got your very young start uh, yes. as a five-year-old yes. in the kitchen but cleaning chicken. But I should chicken. also tell you that I had a bat mitzvah long ago, you know, it wasn't so popular in those days. And we had the celebration at my home and I baked my own chocolate cake for my bat mitzvah. So I'm very proud of that. My my neighbor in Australia, Betty Levy, made me my chocolate cake Uh in the shape of a Magen David with blue icing. I can still remember (laughs) it today. But yeah, isn't that nice how we always have such a strong connection with food? It's a great memory. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Um, can we just touch about some of the other cookbooks you've written? Because sure. I know when people are going to buy this, they're also going to want to buy the others because... The one, uh, the other cookbook that's still available is Hip Kosher, and that was published in 2008, that's, and it's still for sale. I, I have it. I just bought it after I met you. Uh, I went home <laughs> and I on Amazon. The thing that I like to do is, uh, and I, I keep saying it's what my grandparents' generation and the generations before them did, wherever kosher people lived, they picked up the food of the the surrounding environment and made it their own with the, you know, conforming to kosher. Right. And I I grew up in an America where kosher food was European food, which is delicious. I love it. But it, I don't cook like that now because for many reasons it it's, takes too long or it's a little meat oriented or it's a little uh, too fat laden and I don't cook that way except sometimes for the holidays. Right, right. So for my everyday cooking, why not adapt to whatever is American and modern using all of the modern wonderful bounty of produce and everything else that we get in this country and make it kosher? I love it. You know, kale and avocado. Kale. Oh, you had me at kale. That's actually my what's for dinner recipe. Maybe I should get you to do it. We have a segment called what's for dinner. It's sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Glut uh, out in Cedarhurst. And we always give a recipe on uh, over the 
during the show, um, and I was going to do a kale recipe. Well, the kale and avocado salad in in uh, the modern kosher kitchen is. Do you know what page that is? Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm going to see but, if I can find it. You know, it has whole grains, which are a very modern, very healthy thing. We have all sorts of whole grains in the house. And um, it's filling. Is that this one? That's, that's okay, I'm going to hold it up because it also, not every recipe has a picture, but this one does. I got a question from a reader about, we got that, CK? about Faro. Yeah, what? Um, yeah. Faro I've is, never cooked with it. It's a whole grain, and in the United States in the last 10 years, whole grains have become very popular yes. and very healthy. In and the- it's a nice alternative to white potato and rice, and yeah. which are not only less healthy, but they're... You know, you can get bored, you know, eating the same thing. Yeah, I know. But if you can't get farro, which there are (coughs) several brands of it, you could use any whole grain like spelt or wheat berries or barley or... Um, I haven't made it with kasha, but I'm sure it would work. Quinoa? We eat eat so much quinoa. But it's just basically a a grain. It's like making a casserole, like if your mom ever made rice pilaf. You know, instead of just boiling the rice, you'd sautéed in a little olive something. oil or yeah, something yeah, and yeah. add stock instead of water. And it's basically that kind of thing. You take a whole grain and you add something like kale, or if you can't get kale, uh, chard or spinach. I just cooked Swiss you know, chard for the first time. Did you see my yes. post on Facebook? I think I made a suggestion yes. to you. So I, I, I was given by uh, my <clears throat> dear friend Naomi Ross, who's been a guest uh, on our show. She's an amazing cook, and she... Um, Gets food from a CSA farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to explain that. I'm going to have to have uh, Naomi, or maybe you could explain it. It's, what is, it's, it's a, a farm that delivers their produce. Produce, to you. right? It's like crop sharing. And almost. you have to take what they send right. for that particular. It's organic and yes. it's local, local, right. which is very and healthy. sometimes you get stuff that you've never seen before. Right, like I, I've seen everything that came in the box. She, so Naomi was going away. She said she called me up and she said, "Would I like her box?" And I'm like. Sure, she goes, just pick it up from this place in Valley Stream, Long Island. And I'm like, okay, great. So I find my way there at night right before closing because I forgot. And I, I got there in the nick of time and there was like um, beets and spinach and Swiss chard. And I'm like, okay, I know it's Swiss chard and it was beautiful color. You can go onto my Facebook page because I, I took a picture of it. But I've never actually cooked it before. So yeah. I put it on Facebook and I got amazing recipes from people. And the simplest way I think I suggested to you, which we use all the time, is just shred it and saute it with a little garlic. And, and that's exactly what I did. It was amazingly delicious. I know I use that word <laughs> amazing a thousand times today. Um, but the, the, the garlic and the colors of, mm-hmm. it had a lot of color in it. And it's red tasty. and orange. And it was it's, very good. It's Pe- not too bitter. Right. People told me to treat it like spinach. Yes, it's it's a it's not as sweet as spinach, but but treat it like spinach. Yeah, it was really delicious. And it also delicious. can be a little tougher than spinach, but it's a nice alternative. And if you get red chard, it's so. Yeah, so it was red. It was yeah. red and orange. It was so, so pretty. I'm almost ashamed to cook it down because it did lose a little bit of color. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's so it's you know you never know what you're going to get in these boxes. But we'll talk about that later. Um, talking about CSA farms and stuff because I, I know there's they go out everywhere. You can, mm-hmm. you know, all over. I'm sure they have them in Connecticut. And yes. I know for sure yes. Long Island. Um, if so, we'll get some information for people who want it. So let's now just focus on this book. Okay. You know, when it came to me like on Yontif and I, I couldn't open it, my husband said, don't open it. So the whole Yontif, I'm dying to read Ronnie's book. The minute it was Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lechol, I ran to the mailbox. Now my husband was nervous the whole, I was schwitzing because I was dying to open it. 
to read the book. He was worried that it was a package from him and he would have a work to do oh right God. after Yontif. <laughs> You know, uh, for work, because he's a lawyer, so sometimes, you know, there's a lot of work. And I thought, awesome. he thought that they were FedExing him work to do on Sunday, but it was the book. So he was delighted that it was this cookbook mm-hmm. on, on a different level. Well, I hope he's delighted with the recipes oh, the food. Make. Oh, my oh, gosh. So um, when, I, when I was looking and reading the cookbook, the word fresh and healthy came to mind. Well, that's Because the there's nothing really in this book that's, even the dessert section is, is unhealthy. You and know, it's got I stuff have... in it that's... So, as you said, modern kosher. Modern. (laughs) It's modern cooking. It's not, you know, 15 years ago, take two tablespoons of margarine and saute something. I'm like, I can't do that anymore. I like real food. I like real products. And if I can't make it with a real, what I call real product, a fresh product, I won't use something that has a lot of ingredients. So, for example, in the old days, we, you know, would have to use creamer. And if you look at dairy, non-dairy creamer, it has 16 zillion ingredients I in know. it. I know. <laughs> I've learned to cook with coconut milk and soy milk yes, and almond rice milk. milk. And so they're, they're more natural. They're, and in addition to being more natural and, and being kosher and, and par, you know, right. a lot of the products, uh, they, they, they give you a different flavor. Right. So you can flavor your foods differently. Uh, there's a carrot soup recipe in there, and, and lots of times I use coconut when I use a spicy ingredient like harissa. But right. some people don't like coconut milk, so you could use almond milk or soy milk. And there's so many fresh, natural, simple ingredients that we don't have to cook with products that have long lists of right. ingredients. You know, my daughter is in <clears throat> Queen's College, my oldest daughter, and she's taking these health classes, and she's teaching us all so much Just about reading the labels. Reading and the labels. You are what you eat, mm-hmm. you know. You're not phylicta capital, blah, 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 you know, whatever it says on the back. I can never even pronounce it. You know, on soda it says phylicta something. Mm. I'm like, Ugh, and I actually, I stopped drinking diet soda because I kept thinking, I'm you pouring look, this rot into my body. If you if you look at labels, you could really cringe and say, I, I used to eat that. Right. <laughs> I know. You don't eat that anymore. You just want. And as I got older, I also found not only do I want something that's simple, that's healthy, that's fresh, but that's easy. My recipes, as I get older, I keep saying, as I get older, my recipes get easier. I don't like recipes and foods that require Lots of different steps and a recipe that's people, on page 62 I, I that hear, we're going to use on page I hear people applauding. You know? I hear people applauding <laughs> through the airways, right? Just Are we make applauding it simple. this? Just simple. I'll, I'll applaud it in the studio. This is amazing. Ronnie, your book is um, fantastic. I'm not going to say you. the word amazing again. I'm going to switch it up. This is the way we fabulous. eat. It's the way we eat. I want to eat the book. Like this thing <laughs> on the front. It's, is this the. Um, that is one of my favorites. Is it the. Um, Shakshuka? It, that is shakshuka, which is not, uh, you know, traditionally an American modern dish, but I've modernized it a little by including a merguez sausage. Oh. You know, I like to play around with food. You come and come in my house. I'm going to cook <laughs> just up my add house. this and that to everything. Sausage in, in shakshuka, yum. Okay, great. Why not? Absolutely. And there's so many good kosher sausages. I know, today. I know. Who, Abel's and Hyman makes the best. Sponsor of our show. Let's <laughs> give a, a shout out to our fantastic uh, sponsor um, 
All right, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We just spoke with uh, Ronnie Fine, and I just want to thank you for coming in from thank Connecticut you. today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Stick around. Okay. You want to switch seats? We've we got Menachem Labinsky, the <coughs> executive director, the marketing machine, the... I don't know how else to sing his praises, but thank you for having making Kosher Fest for us for all these years. They're switching seats. And we've got... Esti Berkowitz coming along too. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure to come back to the Lower East Side. It's, uh, it's always a treat. Yeah, it is. It it's, is. Uh, the roots of New York. Absolutely. And the roots of the Jewish immigration in America. Yeah. Have you watched, so, uh, Do you know the area well? I know the area quite well over the years, uh, how it's changed. Uh, remember all the restaurants that used to be yeah, in the Lower East Side? Apparently my family had a restaurant. I don't know if people know this. My father-in-law had a restaurant called the Nachman Restaurant. So if people are listening to the show who grew up here, I think, in the 40s and 50s, there was a restaurant called the Nachman Restaurant. So. Right, but, you know, the Lower East Side. Was Ratners, not, was Ratners, Bernstein. Uh, Bernstein, Chinese food, uh, Knishes, yeah. uh, Bialis. Uh, Bialis still going. <laughs> We've got Bialis. Yeah. We still have Bialis. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I, that's before my time. <laughs> that one, when I first moved to America, Bernstein's was still around. It would, like, died out a few. Right. Bit after that. But. Okay, that was our infatuation with Chinese food. Right. Or the beginning of it. I remember my first week in America, you yeah. know, when I came to visit on my way home from seminary, everyone schlepped me to Bernstein's. Like, this is the hub. And we saw so many people we knew. So, right. yeah, the great Lower East Side. Well, thank you for coming in on a Friday to it's the Lower East Side. pleasure. Let's talk this brilliant machine that you have developed over the last how many years? Well, uh, Kosher Fest is now in its 26th year. 26th. So last year, that's right, Esty, didn't you? Uh, Esty Berkowitz, who's here from Kosher Feast. Yes. Is that, can we see Esty a little bit? Yeah. Oh, scooch well, a little. We can all scooch down. So I think she honored you last year at her Kosher Feast dinner, yes, right? Yes, we did. For 25 years. It so was, we're going to talk more an, about that. It was that. quite an event, and as, as all the events were since the beginning. Yes. Yeah, uh, so. All of them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's unreal. It's grown. I remember it used to be in Secaucus, where it is now, and then it did a couple of years back in Manhattan at the Javits Center. Mm-hmm. I always like that because you know from Long Island, it's far to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, it's it's a, it's really been an incredible event. We've all watched it grow. How many vendors are at? Are you up to? What did you start with, and what are you up to? Oh well, when we started, there were about sixty nine vendors. Okay. A little over four hundred visitors. Four hundred. Four hundred visitors. <laughs> and now. And now we're looking at uh, close to 400 booths, about 340 vendors, and close to over 7,000 visitors. 7,000 visitors, yeah. It gets really crowded. The key is going early on the first day. I kind of feel like that's you – know, I have my routine. Every year I walk in those doors and I go to the right. I go up and down the aisles. And you see, you know, the same – it's almost like a family coming together, some of the vendors. The same guys for like – I've been going for about 15 years straight. The same guys there every year, like the guy – yeah, but you know, when, when you look Israel? at, when you look at the real numbers, you, you have, uh, well over two and a half thousand people that are, have not been there the year before. You have, uh, this year close to 80 vendors that, that have not new. been there. So new, new, 18 that new are, vendors. That are new. Uh, you know, so there, there, even though the show gives you an impression about the iconic companies that are always seem to be in the same awesome, place. Awesome, Kedem. But, but if you, if you walk the show, uh, properly, and there is a way to walk the show. Oh, yeah. And, and recognize, and recognize that there's a lot, lot of new stuff. Um, what, what's the latest product that, you know, grabbed your attention? You know, I, it seems that almost anything that, 
the major brands used to make, um, anything from from cereal uh, to baking mixes to whatever, the kosher community is now doing. And the interesting uh, twist to it is, is that there's a lot of quality in it. We used to think that only the major manufacturers can produce the good quality. Right, right. It's not true anymore because that quality, the same, a lot of the same people that are manufacturing for the major brands are also private labeling for the kosher community. So, but when, when I, when I, uh, I mean, I'll know more next week. The, actually, the new product competition is uh, running this week. Okay. And, oh. Uh, well, so we'll we're, check we're, back. We're, how, how can we check back? Well, by, by, by coming uh, to Kosher Fest. <laughs> yeah, by, by probably by next Monday we'll know, we'll know who the winners are. Very nice. But uh, last year we had well over 500 entries uh, as new products. This year we're expecting over 700. It's just, it's just amazing the number of new products in every category. Whether, when you walk the aisles, and, I, and I'm talking about uh, basically the major kosher supermarkets that have uh, come into place in the last five to ten years, uh, so you you can see that there, there there is newness in almost every category. You walk in, you walk to to the freezer and you look at the frozen doors and you see items that you've never seen before. Okay. But there's also a lot more of it. In other words, if if you're in the freezer case, you see more frozen pizza. I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you, you I miss Bet's boys. You, you frozen see pizza. you see more more miss prepared meals. I'm sorry. Best boys, Bet's boys, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, the best boys, but there are, there are there are many many new yeah. brands, and and it's a, it's a very very hot selling category. It's frozen pizza. Frozen pizza. Remember uh, last year there was drives, a, a cone, a cone filled with pizza. Yes, yes, and, and, and they're doing quite well. Yeah, good they're for doing them. Quite well. I think Kosher Fest springboards people into the and brings awareness of products it, into it, the. It does, and there's a tremendous focus at Kosher Fest on Pesach. Because it's months away. Actually, Pesach is only 113 days away. Did I just freak everyone else out? Because I am a Pesach chef. That I, most of my business comes from the year from Pesach. Five, five and a half months away, approximately. I mean, but here, here's the thing: I'm the tell you. Pesach is sort of the is the driving. It's the engine of the kosher market. It's so 161 days away. 161 days. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Great. everyone. Great. Um, so Pesach is sort of the driving engine for the kosher food industry because even those stores around the country yeah. that uh, do so-so during the year uh, have a considerable uh, bump when it comes to comes to Pesach. Uh, you know, but we're we're seeing so much incredible growth in the kosher industry. I mean, when you you go into a, into a city like Chicago and you walk into Walmart and you She's see from Chicago and, and you see the new Walmart that just opened. It's about three weeks now that they're open and they have these huge kosher signs all over the place directing you to the to the refrigerator case to to, to the dry foods and 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 they have glatt kosher uh, meats and they have uh, poultry from Kiryas Yoel and, oh. and, and, and this at is Walmart at Walmart, at Walmart in, Chicago. in Chicago and, and this is Sam Walton's uh, you know this is his legacy. That now, now his stores, and, and actually the Walmart people are telling me that they have somewhat be, uh, between five feet and above of kosher food in over 500 stores. And, and you see the same in Costco. And you see oh, the Costco same, is unbelievable. You see the same in Trader Joe's. And, and then you go to these uh, big supermarkets, Even the pomegranates, right. the, 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 the evergreens, the gourmet glots, and, and you see the way kosher is presented. It's it's so so different from the stereotypical way that yeah. that uh, that I'm I was used to when I was growing up, 
And you talked about uh, the European foods, and that was essentially it. I mean, when you talk, when you ask somebody, gefilte fish in a jar. When you ask somebody about, right, right, (laughs) you know, people used to look forward to go to a Jewish wedding. Why? Because they got chopped liver there, they got stuffed cabbage. Right. It was sort of. There's nothing like it though. (laughs) uh, No, no, I'm, I'm not against stuffed cabbage, and I'm not against chopped liver. No, no, but I'm saying, look, we've gone modern. Well, well, look, you've got the modern kosher kitchen. You're looking at a cookbook that when Kosher Fest first started, um, I remember speaking to a uh, Judaica book salesman. He told me he had five kosher cookbooks on shelves. Today he has over 120. Yeah, I, I was, and, and, he, and he probably doesn't have every cookbook Ju- on a shelf. Judaica Plus. I was talking to David from Judaica Plus. A shout out to you. And he was saying he's always nudging me to write a cookbook, and I'm like, no, I've got a blog. I'm just giving it away. <laughs> I know that's bad, right, Ronnie? <laughs> and and um, he 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 um said to me, Naomi, cookbooks are the most popular selling items in his store. Yes. Not the Talasim, yes, not the Yamukas, yes, yes. cookbooks. I had, there you I go. I had an interesting uh, encounter with a young lady at Kosher Fest two years ago, and she she was kind of like cute, and she said, uh, you know. I, I have no, I had no place in my home for all these kosher cookbooks, and I buy every kosher cookbook that comes out. So I suggested I was. My husband's very busy; doesn't have very much time to learn. I told her, "Why don't you take out your shas and let me put my kosher cookbooks there?" I'm, I'm definitely using them. <laughs> That's very funny. I actually yeah, yeah. cleared out some books, some cookbooks, some non-kosher cookbooks right, right. to make room for my always growing collection of books because you can never have enough cookbooks. And we still have blogs and newspaper articles, but I think that. There's nothing like Shabbos reading a cookbook. Right. Good yeah. old-fashioned, you know, when it's Shabbos Project talking about you can't get on the Internet, you've got your good old-fashioned cooking book. Right. And, and, the, and when you go to Kosher Fest, there's so much that's going on. There are a lot of shows within yeah. the show. Can we talk about the cooking competition? Yes, sure. Can I be a judge? No, just joking. Oh, I mean, unless you want to. But, yeah, I'm sure I, you have I, judges. I thought you were going to ask me to be a taster. You know, oh, that's gonna, always fun. Yeah, yeah. The judge are the tasters. You know. Yeah. Um, but what's going on with this with this um, cooking show? What's well, the cooking show has cooking been, going challenge. On, uh, yeah. uh, been going on since uh, now for about 12, 13 and years. And who, who's competing? Uh, I'm not sure exactly who the restaurants are this year. And, mm-hmm. You know, when, when you've been at Kosher Fest as many years as I am, becomes sort of like a, a mush already. I remember <laughs> uh, all, all the chefs are already in one category and all yes. the restaurants are in one category. Compartments but, in your but, brain. But the program is online at okay. kosherfest.com. Yep. You have the full program there this year and they've made some, some interesting changes and some oh, yeah, like competition. What? Like, uh, they have, uh, a lot of focus on retail. Uh, to help retailers market and merchandise kosher foods right. better. Uh, even, even my presentation, which is sort of like the state of the state, mm-hmm. uh, of kosher, this year is by invitation only. They've made, they made some, some, some interesting changes. And they're also, they're also very much trying to, uh, focus on, uh, people have to remember that Kosher Fest is a trade show. And a lot of business, it takes place at Kosher Fest. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, it's, as much as we like to see everybody, it's imperative on us to give those vendors who are there and spend an awful lot of I money. I know, I know. And lately they've spent, you know, if I, t- if I look at a picture of 26 years ago when the f- show first started, and no one had anything fancy. It was just pipe and drape and a table and the product. Now they're so, gorgeous. It's and, gorgeous. And now, and, and now they spend six months preparing, and, yeah. and one is trying to outdo the next. And, uh, and we it's always just, like to up the ante. <laughs> and, and, and it's just you see what happens to an 80,000-square-foot facility turns into a, a beautiful yeah. feast of kosher. It, it just, it's just an amazing showcase. Um, and, and it's incredible because, remember, when there are a lot of individual people there 
that were they're really heroes because uh, you, when you talk about I like about, that heroes. When, you, when, you ta- heroes. when you talk about kosher wine, for example, and you re- you recognize what the Herzog family did. Yes, they are sponsors to, of our Nachum Siegel right, Network. And, we and love and we you love realize what they, what they did to bring kosher wine, quality kosher wine, to America and educate the public as to what. Good wine is all Jay about. Jay Booksbound is a regular, at right. least every six weeks, teaching us and plying me and ZK with alcohol. And if you and if you don't <laughs> and if you don't know the difference between grapes, they'll definitely. They'll oh definitely my God, you. he's he's you unbelievable. Know, you know, the I, whole Herzog family. And, and then and then to recognize, for example, the enormous advances that have been made in the food and wine industry in Israel. Uh, I mean, and I, I'm someone who's been, been going to Israel for all these years, and I and I remember what Israeli food used to be. Most of it packed in cellophane packages, um, not very good quality wise. And and now they're on the cutting it's they're on the cutting edge of world and, and the, and the wines the wines in Israel and the cheese in Israel, which you know oh. we're we're still way behind in, in terms we, of America's the kind, very uh, uh, America's sorry no America's at the bottom except Brent Delman, his cheese the cheese guy. He's mm-hmm. our Oh, he's an oh, honoree. We're, we're talking about Brent. He's a big fan of ours. We've, we're coming a long we're way. We're a fan of his. We're, we're a big we're, fan of his. Sure, we're coming a long way in cheese as well, just as we we've, we've come a long way in almost every other category. Uh, I mean, if if you if the grandmothers came back, the great grandmothers came back, and they recognized that one of a basic staple at every kosher wedding is a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. You know, <laughs> it's really yeah. crazy. They they would immediately go back into the it's grave. Like, this ha- is food. <laughs> they would. What's his daughter? What's his Not cooked. Not cooked. Yeah, and the rice yeah. is sticking to my fingers. Right. So. It's just it's just an amazing transformation. But at the same time, you know, it's interesting how the kosher food industry tries to create a balance to keep the new and the old sort of around yeah, at the same I like time. That. So you can go to, you can go to a wedding and 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 see the sushi bar, but then they'll have a, a stand with kugel and uh, kishka and, and stuffed cholas, cabbage. You know, I always go for the stuffed cabbage. Stuffed cabbage. <laughs> so. I, I, me running, give a thanks. I and love I, stuffed cabbage. And, 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 oh, I, yeah. and I think if you look at the, look at a lot of the kosher cookbooks, they they try to create this blend. You know, you don't want to forget the the uh, the historic roots of where this all began on and the, the country and the con- and the countries that people brought a lot of this food from. But at the same time, we're making the shift and the transition into the 21st century, new foods, and and it's just and, it, and Australian companies come in also. I know, I know the rabbi. No, oh, we 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 have booths from from almost from 21 countries. 21 countries, um, mm. amazing. You know, look, um, it, it's just uh, you, you talk about uh, even the scandals have gone international. We just had this. Uh, uh-oh. No, scandals. Just, no, no, no. You we heard just, it here we first. Just, we just uh, <laughs> Fra- in Frankfurt, Germany, so, uh, uh, two guys are on trial <gasps> for having sold about uh, what forty thousand kilos of. Uh, of non-kosher meat and sold it off mm. as kosher. Oh, uh, yeah, we've had that in Australia. Yeah, we've had, had we've had that, that in, in the States, in, too. In America. In, in Muncie, New York, of all places. Oh, oh, oh no. You know, but the, 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 uh, the interesting thing is that, you know, it's about 100,000 Jews living in Germany, and there's, there's a, an inordinate amount of conversions going on there. There's a lot of ballet tshuva. There's a functioning yeshiva in Berlin. Yep, yep. Uh, these, are, these are very fragile souls, and to tamper with fragile souls. Terrible. Uh, is, 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 and you, they should you be thrown in jail. You have to be some, some awful type of character. 
to be, I know. To, to and do to be that. like wear a yarmulke and do yeah. something like that. But I don't the get point it. is that they, they, they do produce uh, kosher meat in, in, in the Ukraine and they do in, uh, uh, in Germany and they do all over. It's, it, and Russia today has become a market for even American companies that are, that are selling. And not just matzah. It used to be the matzah was, <laughs> was, was, was for six months they'd be shipping matzah, matzah to Russia. You're right. But, That's funny. You know, speaking of matzah, Esty is having, um, who's the, uh, uh, along with is Roberta the Roberta Sher, yes, the co-executive Can't director um, of of Kosher Feast, is going to be right here on the Lower East Side um, at the Strites Matzah Factory. Yes, where they produce matzah. They already we had a meeting. Esther and I went down for a meeting uh, with the caterers, prestige caterers. We met. Shout out. Uh, we met uh, Spencer <laughs> Katz, and and now uh, we sp- we met with him there where the uh, Kosher. Feast is going to be. I have yes. to watch out. Coast of Feast. Coast of Feast is like a tongue twister for me. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it, they already starting the day, when we met like two weeks ago, it was day one of matzah production. It's like, it's cool. You start really like 161 days in advance. Right. And, and look, and look what social media has done. People like Esty have taken, uh, years, years ago, you, you would either talk to yourself about what you're going to make for kosher. <laughs> or, or your neighbor. Or, or your neighbor or your mother or your sister. So it's if, not if normal. It was a, if it was a big network, maybe it was a handful of people that <laughs> were involved. Nor- but, but now you're, t- you're talking to, to thousands of people all at the same time. It's and, not normal. And the interaction is just fascinating. Yeah. And people are excited. And, th- and they're loving every minute of it. Just, and they can't wait for the next post. You should, you, know. you should go to Kosher Food yeah, Bloggers yeah, Conference, yeah. which is the yeah. same day as uh, Kosher Feast. It's the day before Kosher Fest run by Melinda Strauss, um, where you can learn all about food sharing and food blogging and everyone's helping each other and connecting. The conference is in the morning. You can sign up online and then go walk right over, probably cab right over to Essie's amazing... um, Like an Uber cab, maybe. An Uber cab, yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I really want to thank you so much, Menachem, for coming in today. I don't uh, know if you can stick around and maybe switch. It's like musical chairs today. Do they need to switch or they're okay? No, you can all sit down. But... but, um, Esty, you know, uh, thank you for coming in again. My pleasure. Uh, we, My pleasure. We interwove you into the show. No, okay. you're okay. You're okay. Uh, we, um, you know, and it's great that everyone could stick around and hear, hear what we all have to say uh, to each other in person um, as well and sharing it with our listeners. Um, but it's an incredible event that you have put together and you kind of like honour all the people in the kosher food industry. We try. There's so many people, and you keep thinking, gosh, what about this one? But that's why hopefully every year we will be able to continue this and what you call it, what do you call it, the trifecta? The trifecta. The trifecta. It's Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. It's my favorite week. (laughs) It's the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference in the morning till 4. Then you go over to Esty's uh, dinner in the evening, which she has asked me to co MC with her, so I'm like, well, thank you. Um, So we're doing that uh, in um, the evening. And then a bunch of us are going to sleep at a hotel near Kosher Fest at one of the hotels. <laughs> so we can be first in the door at Kosher Fest. So it's the trifecta of food. And, like, it's such an exciting, especially someone who's such a food like myself. And there's so many of us out there that really appreciate what you've done and what you've done and what's going to go on. So how do we sign up for Kosher Feast? Well, what you want to do is go to koshereye.com, which is where Roberta's landing page is. And she has a link right there to Eventbrite. So I-E-Y-E, you can click. Right? That's right. Kosher yes. I. Yeah, as opposed to letter I. Yeah, exactly. 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 And right there you Good can one. go <laughs> to the page. And it's really nice because people need to eat anyways if they're in town. So why not come again after the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference yeah. and get to meet some of the people you've been engaging with online. And I'm telling you, Instagram, which is like the 
huge now. Huge. I think it's bigger than Facebook. And hashtagging is huge. I mean, you could have, you know, like a Melinda Strauss or you're cooking Ronnie Fine and you're tagging. You're going to get brands finding you because that's what they're looking for now. They want authentic people and what they're making and creating and the kosher tag, which I love to put in everything. Hashtag kosher. Kosher, you know, because. That's a good one. Oh, I'm going to start do it, doing that. Do it, kosher. Oh, so good. Let's do that. Ronnie, you're going to be at the conference. We're going to learn all about this. <laughs> I like to say hashtag you're it, but now we have kosher fest we, with the hashtag. So we are gathering more people, you know, and with our online presence. And if you with yeah. hashtag, my husband said to me, what's with all the hashtags? I was hashtag all, like all the all the stuff, like what a picture of my Swiss chart and a hashtag fresh, hashtag organic, hashtag kosher farms, you know, uh, I'm not organic farms. And then, and I always do a hashtag oh so good, hashtag the Aussie gourmet. Like that's my business, right? Yes, so, but I should, you know, really, so my husband goes, what, what's with the hashtags? I'm like, okay, it basically bookmarks everything for the people, uh, listening or watching, um, who aren't familiar with what a hashtag is. And it's thrown out a lot now. Hashtag is, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, like a bookmark where you can go to hashtag oh so good or hashtag the Aussie gourmet and whoever's done that as well. Mm-hmm. Will be listed. It it's will, like, it'll like-minded hash taggers, and it also it's like an anchor. Um, you know, on Instagram, for instance, you can hashtag kosher. I could see everybody that's talking about kosher, and, and it I want to follow them. It doesn't have to be <laughs> Naomi Nachman. It doesn't have to be Ronnie Fine. It'll be all of us. It doesn't have yes. to be kosher fest. It will be everyone who's ever hashtag anything kosher. Anybody in the world. Pop up. You found amazing yeah. people out there that just this week a new person I'm following who has thousands of followers who has uses kosher in their hashtag. I'm okay. like amazed. I gotta do that too. Yeah, we'll do a little session, but this is, yes. I think it's obvious. Wait, wait, R- Ronnie needs a microphone. Here, give her a microphone. Is there one in, there? Speak in. You can speak in, speak you up. Know, when you're <laughs> writing about kosher food, it's obvious that it's kosher, but it isn't obvious to everybody else. Right, right. The world. so, so yeah. hashtag it? It's a shout out to kosher. <laughs> it is, and with Walmart, you know, you just, with the medium, which is the whole idea of what's now gone in addition to what you've created, is this whole new element, and I remember the first year when Roberta Shear of Kosher, I tweeted, okay, roll call, who's going to be at Kosher Fest? I'm like, wait, she's like me. I want to know too. So like, that's how we met initially. And then it just grew. And you know how much it's grown. And now everyone not only is a magazine editor or whatever you're doing, you also have a handle, as you want to call it. You're, what is your a handle? handle? Well, a hand- I, have, I have another cute story for you. <laughs> okay. Can you one, can of, we hear? One, of, one of the retailers yeah. in town told me that uh, a young lady told him that she really feels that the uh, uh, the shopping cart needs to be redesigned because she has a two-year-old that she keeps in, in the front, and she needs a place for her iPad to pick up all the ingredients that she needs for for her baking and cooking. So she needs a little a little uh, kind of like a little stand or a little shelf. It's like a cup holder. Yeah, so, we have one. True. People make like they have cup holders attached to their shopping so, carts. So um, imagine, imagine a generation of where uh, you now shop with, with iPads. And I know many retailers I have do. told me that they read the cookbooks mm. because they want to make sure that they have the ingredients in order, in order to make sure that people don't walk in and say, so where are the ingredients for this recipe that I read either in the book or what we see now increasingly from all these magazines that have pages and pages of, of recipes. It's so true. I met a woman in line and she shared with me. I just met her here. Look, I, can't, I took pictures from the Base Yaakov cookbook 
because it's not online yet, but she shared. She's like, hey, here's some vegan, you know, chocolate chips. I want you to make this recipe. But we're making relationships also in person while we're shopping with what we're cooking. I love asking people, what are you cooking and how did you find it? Okay, there are so many um, Facebook groups um, out there. What's for Supper is a big one. Uh, Kiss the Kosher Cook by Malky Gordon Hirsch. She is adorable. Yes, she is. Um, I'm going to get her into the studio, Malky Gordon Hirsch. You have to. I know, Malky Hirsch. I always stick her maiden name in because I'm on Facebook. I'm Naomi Steen Nachman. I keep my maiden name in there so my friends from Australia could find me. Like, because they Your don't know other life friends, My yes. other life way Beautiful. back when from what, down under. So, like, she keeps her maiden name in too. So, um, but Malky Hirsch, you're going to have a hot seat in this studio because you have a huge following. And there's another one. Noreen Galetz has a huge. huge. She, I, I'm hoping she's going to come to Kosher Fest. Uh, she has every year, but she but she comes. Yeah, she was not often. feeling well earlier on yeah. in the year, so I've been in touch with her. And she's on the OU website. A lot. Yeah, she's yeah. she's right. absolutely okay. an amazing. It's a very active group. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it does not stop. My my my. iPhone before Yontef, all the notifications from all, and people really comment on each other's books, um, each other's books, each other's uh, groups. It's Mm -hmm. unbelievable. I never noticed it till this Yontef more than any other. It's very friendly. It's positive feedback. Oh, right. Well, like someone said that that they used to have uh, relatives and friends. Now I've got (laughs) relatives, friends, and likes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. But that's if you are one. if you are taking a picture of a recipe and posting it on a Facebook group, please give the author credit. Absolutely. We, we spoke about that last week with Melinda. It's not nice to the cookbook author when her beautiful hard work right. is just posted on Facebook um, without getting financial uh, benefit and and the credit of the work. Be so, a social media yeah, mensch. I Come am. On, be yeah, a people. social media. Can we make um hashtag hashtag and 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 or maybe. Actual badges, people can be. I'm a social, social media, media mensch. mensch. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, isn't social supposed to be mensch? Yeah, well, we let's hope. hope. So. Let's hope. <laughs> but but I, overall, people are fabulous, and everyone's really supportive. Like some people aren't sure. Can I add salt into this, or can I freeze this after it's been defrosted? I actually have a question. I my freezer defrosted on Yontif. Mm. I didn't lose too much, <laughs> except a potato, a yapsik, a big fat, thick oh. potato kugel with meat at the bottom. It defrosted. I was oh, talking about that recipe to people, oh, by the thank way. thank you. And I didn't know if I could refreeze it again. Depends it, how long it was unfrozen. It was soft. Mm. Completely defrosted. But was it cold? Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, you can refreeze, refreeze it. Refreeze it, even though yeah. it was, oh, thank you. Heard from Ronnie Fine. Thank you. Heard you know, it first. Sometimes when you, uh, if you, you always refre- get nervous. You can't refreeze something that's warm because bacteria has grown. If it's still cold, it's safe. Um, and sometimes it gets... It was like cooked. A, I had fully cooked it. Yeah. Sometimes it, it gets a freezer Defro- burn, so it's not going to be... So no. good. Okay, there you go. Thank but you, Ronnie. You re- I, I've refrozen Great things. Tips. But that's a, like a question I'm people put here. on Facebook groups. <laughs> it's great. No, we're not letting you go anywhere. Um, yeah, so it's, it's you know, like people just put on questions. So, okay, so um, let's talk to, about this. Kosher uh, Feast. Kosher Feast. Tell us a little bit more. Who are the honorees? We must. Well, this year, I'm so sorry. I have to cheat on my notes here because okay. there's so many. But what we like to do is recognize the kosher, cutting edge kosher, meaning like new people on the scene. Okay. You know, and what they've done. And this year, we are recognizing Jolie Allahan from the Prime Hospitality oh, Group. Nice. We have Brent Delman, the cheese guy. Yay. We love you, Brent. Joe Hurleyman, winemaker, Herzog. Oh, he's coming down for that? He's- We're... Pretty sure, you know, we're going to confirm. I know, well, he's usually everything. at, no, he's usually at the Kosher Food, Kosher and, Wine. Food and Wine Show. I, saw I had a private tour with Joe, oh. me and my husband, last, exactly this That's time on last my year. bucket list. In California. In Oxnard. In Oxnard. We're in Oxnard. So, so the same conference we're going to next week, 
he gave us a tour. It was in San That's Diego a nice last perk, year. By the way, so yeah, to so have the husband on those conferences. Yeah, so oh. so yeah, but then I got to you know do all the kosher food eating. He he got a perk of. It was more exciting for my husband. You complement each other. You complete yeah. each other. It's beautiful. <laughs> and we got to you. eat in Oxnard with Joe, and it was amazing meal. I know, and you did a show from there. Yeah, I we believe, actually did some which interviews. I'm going to listen yeah. to again because I want to you know hear him again. Of course, we threw in Allison Josephs. Last year, she did a very popular She's going to be there? Challah. I must have missed that. I must it's meet her. Way. Okay, right. good. Oh, it's, we've got five She did a, ha- a beautiful challah video. Okay. Um, Esti Al- Kafra, kosher scoop. Oh, Esti. Okay. We love Esti. Yeah. And uh, Von, uh you know, Shifra. Bateavon slash Joy of Kosher. Right, Joy of Kosher. Yeah. They are coming. And and our favorite frequent guests of here, course, Joy of, of Kosher. Beautiful magazine. Now, some of the old school or pioneers in the picture this year, David Mintz, Tofuti. Oh, nice. Wanted ice nice. cream after a meat meal. There you go. And I like that he was a primetime entrepreneur. He was like 40 years old. I love that. Oh, that's great. Uh, Jeff Nathan. Okay. Celebrity uh, chef and founder of Abigail's. And oh, Abigail. Two years ago, the meal was there. And, of course, we have Dr. Peter Prager. You know, no in his memory, yes. Beautiful. But one of his children will come and recognize what he did. I have a freezer full did. of his stuff, um, those love, little veggie burgers. I love what he's, he's also. California veggie burger. California ve- Oh, yum. The fishies are great, the little fishies. And then, of course, we will be speaking about the Strites family where we're having our event and what they've, it's they've been around f- forever. So brilliant that you're having it there on the Lurie really side, classic, old School, we lo- have to thank our friend Wayne side. Silverman really made the shidduch because of matzola, which is his product, and he uses their, you know, matzah uh-huh. for matzola. So it was beautiful. It's That's all connecting. Look at that. And I love that. That's all. That's you know, how we all connect. Right? We all connected about food, right? What would online, we do without? Yeah, or in person. So absolutely really nice. Fabulous. So I hope people, if they're interested, you can go to koshereye.com. You'll find a link to join us. It's for food enthusiasts. You don't have to be kosher. You could be kosher curious. Kosher curious. Join us. <laughs> I like you want to have Van Gogh vodka? We're gonna have. We're gonna have new gelato there. Music by. Oh my gosh, Azamra, right? He did all Azamra DJ Jeff Nekanoff. He did my kids three of my kids' bat mitzvahs. That is such a coincidence too. And he again is an online friend. But we need some, you know, Lower East Side and Lower East Side music. The music. And <laughs> it's going to be really, really fun. And okay. just making new connections. We look forward to that lovely Looking evening. Um, I want to just thank all my guests before I squeeze in our quick what's for dinner segment. Um, Sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Club. We didn't actually give out a recipe, but it's really easy. It's kale chips because it's the fall now, and kale is definitely one of our fall and winter veggies. So I just clean up my kale. You can buy it already checked from our friends at Gourmet Club. Um, so I just put it on sheets of cookie uh, cookie sheets lined with parchment paper. I rub it with a little olive oil and salt, and I do mine at 400. Some people have it lower and slower for longer. I'm too impatient for that, but you have to watch out for burning. So I do it at 400, and it cooks fast, but really, watch out for burning. It goes into ash in a second. So kale chips, salt and olive oil rubbed all over the kale, 400, maybe five. At five minutes, it needs a minimum of five minutes, but, you know, everyone's oven's a little bit different. So that's really my go-to uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. I put it out with the gefilte fish, a salmon. I do kale chips with a tini dressing, which is basically um, a tech hummus. And a lot of lemon juice, mix it together, and that's my dip for my kale chips. It's absolutely delicious. So hope everybody will try that too. 
And everybody should go and pick up a copy of the Modern Kosher Kitchen by Ronnie Fine uh, on Amazon in about two weeks. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's, it's uh, available now, as a matter of fact. Oh. And if they buy it now, it's cheaper. Oh, there you go. We love a good so bargain. <laughs> and if you want to get a free cookbook and try to win this, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and our three fabulous guests and Alana over the phone. Thank you, Menachem Lipinski, Kosher Fest, Esti Berkowitz, Kosher Feast. I'm getting tongue-tied. And, of course, Ronnie Fine, cookbook Thank author. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great Shabbos project. Stop, revive, survive, Shabbos. There you go. Have a great week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week.